Welcome to Drive Time, our UCLA Anderson FEMBA podcast. I'm Dylan Stafford, an assistant dean here and your host. I want to introduce you to some of the great women and men of UCLA to share their success and give you an inside look at the impact of their MBA education. Today's interview is with Kara Bibiani, class of 2016. Kara has literally traveled the world during FEMBA. She's been to Finland during her Global Access program, and she's taken two Global Immersion courses, one to Peru and a second to Israel. Kara was a leader involved in many clubs, and she will be serving as a GAP Fellow going forward. Kara will also be the commencement speaker at graduation this year. Before FEMBA, Kara came from nonprofit management, and through on-campus recruiting during school, she has landed a new role in an MBA rotation with HP Enterprises and will soon be moving to Dallas. My two favorite parts of Kara's interview are one, her appreciation of GAP, and two, her gratitude at the quality of lifelong friendships she has made here at UCLA. We hope you enjoy sharing success with Kara Bibiani. If you want to just kind of introduce yourself to our listening audience. And- sure. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction. Um, really happy to be here today. As he said, I'm, I'm Kara. I am FEMBA 2016 Section 4. Uh, about to graduate. I am currently uh, working in the nonprofit space, which I've been doing for the last six years. I am the business development and communications director for the Encore STEM Teachers Program. And what we do is we transition STEM professionals, military veterans, and retirees into public school teachers in California. Um, oh, how great. So, yeah, it's, wow. it's a really wonderful program. Um, and I've been working with them tangentially for many years, but then I just officially went over um, to work for them solely in October. So during FEMBA, you did a career change also. I did. But that's not even your final career change. Yeah, still (laughs) non-profit. Okay. And before Encore, you were with Sherry Lansing. I was for six years. I was in a a program manager role. And Um, I I mumbled that the Sherry Lansing Foundation. Sorry. And the the focus there is uh, cancer research, public education, uh, and what we call Encore careers, which are uh, people over 50 um, re-entering the workforce being that people are living so much longer and have so yeah. much to give back um, and, a, and a variety of reasons. So, Oh, great. So we're going to get to hear about all of this. And what is your one fun fact I ask all our guests to bring? My one fun fact that everyone seems to always love is that I am a former NFL cheerleader, NBA dancer, and USO entertainer. Wow. Wow, that is pretty amazing. Yeah. And you you actually got to, to tour with the Department of Defense. I did. During your yeah. time. So you were overseas? I was in the Balkans, yeah. Wow. Uh, I went all over to entertain uh, NATO troops, and uh, probably one of the most rewarding experiences of my life, and, and probably one of the first times that I ever traveled abroad and, and sort of bit the bug, and as you know now, I, I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my, my biggest hobbies. Oh, that's fantastic! And did you did you do that during college, or was that a after college? I, I started that in college, and then uh, I moved to New York after college to dance for the New York Knicks, um, and I did that for a few years. And and this Kara is so gracious, so so you know, just magnanimous of spirit to you know, because I grew up in Texas and was a Dallas Cowboy fan. And <laughs> I, I appreciate you tolerating my 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 Dallas Cowboy ways as we have this conversation. And now you're going to move to Dallas after Femba. I am. I am a Redskins cheerleader going to the heart of Dallas Cowboy territory. Jerry uh, Jones World, they call I, it. Down I there. haven't really announced it to anyone, so I guess this is my official uh, announcement. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. How people take that news. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you're going to be with HP Enterprise. Yep, Hewlett Packard Enterprise. It's an MBA rotation. It's a, a two-year rotation based out of Dallas. And what I'll do is basically 
uh, rotate through the different business units of the organization. And at the end, it's sort of a, I say where I would like to be and they see where they would like me to be. And we come to a, an agreement on, on where that would be. You're going to you're going to do so well with that. I'm so. really excited about it. I think in a way it'll be sort of an extension of the FEMBA program. I'll still be really actively uh, learning and, and going through different courses and skill sets so yeah yeah you really you really will be just you know on the job training yeah oh that's so fantastic well let's oh my goodness where to start so uh well let's let's just let it let people know a little bit about like where you grew up and your, your education before just so they get some sure. of your backstory so i grew up in maryland uh, just outside of dc and i went to the university of maryland at college park where i majored in uh journalism and as i said after that i moved to new york city to continue uh performing for a few years and then came on out to Los Angeles, worked in entertainment for a little bit, places like uh, Lionsgate and William Morris, and then uh, went overseas to teach English for a little while, came back, and got into the nonprofit sector where I've been ever since. And now where did you where did you teach when you were abroad? I was in Seoul, South Korea, and oh, wow. also okay. Madrid, Spain. Wow, you really have just so you were you already had a you had the travel bug before you got here for sure. Yeah, oh, fantastic. But Anderson has really allowed me to uh, go to places that I hadn't been. Mm-hmm. I have never touched South America before the program, and and now I've been to I think four countries in South America during FEMBA. During FEMBA. nice, okay. So the, and that was so you did one of our global immersions, I guess spring break of 2015. I did. I went to Peru. Uh, a fantastic trip. Um, I, I think the real value add for these these programs is that you get a deep dive into the culture and the business environment, which is not something you get to do uh, just traveling on your own. That is so great. And then, when, so you saw some other countries while you were there? Yeah, I did. I went to Argentina. I went to Uruguay. I went to, uh, I'm forgetting one, Chile. And Chile. Oh, yeah. excellent. So did did you just kind of self-organize some yes. before or after yes. or both? Or? Uh, both. It's just fun to travel with people. It really is. And and the, the perspective that you get traveling with business students and, and being able to meet all of these leaders. You know, we met with the, the head of the Central Bank of Peru. You don't get those experiences um, unless you're a part of the program doing this. And was that Professor Ture? Or who did? Yes, it was Trek. Yeah. Okay. And how did you like, so as you were looking at your calendar, your second and third year, you're busy, you're doing a lot of things. How did you, how did you choose your trips? Like, how did you know which, which intercession to go on? Well, for me, this was the hardest part because I wanted to do all of them. Okay. (laughs) In particular, uh, India and South Africa were two that I really wanted to do. And I just couldn't make work with my, uh, my work schedule. But, but the great thing is that quite a few are offered every year. Mm-hmm. And so there's always, you know, at least one that jumps out to you. Of, I've, I've never been there. Or I want to know more about that. For instance, Israel uh, that I just went on. I had never been to the Middle East. I was very fascinated in the country and the culture um, itself. So it, for me, it always worked out that spring break was the time that I could go. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of great trips all, all year long. Mm-hmm. I love how we, we send people around the world. So, okay. So, so you had, you had, Peru last year, and then so tell me some highlights from your Israel experience because that was just a couple weeks it ago. It was. I, we just got back. Um, we had a wonderful trip. Uh, a few of us also went to Jordan to see Petra before before. Uh, oh, beautiful! The immersion started. Um, it, it was it was fascinating. We went to Jerusalem uh, and, and we really studied the ways in which Israel is entrepreneurial and uh, trying to hone in on what is the reason that they have more startups per capita 
than anywhere in the world. Yeah, isn't that? And it's it's really incredible. We got to see um, the Iron Dome. Mm. Uh, we we got to visit uh, Intel. Uh, we, we went to some really great great companies, and and you just get a sense so much more than you would if you were traveling on your own of of what it's like to do business in that country. Mm. Oh, fantastic. And um, were any of the people traveling on the Israel trip, were there any people who'd gone to Peru? Yes, actually. And uh, So you got a little <laughs> sorority of yes, brothers I, and sisters had, there? This is the greatest part. I mean, not only are you traveling to, to foreign countries and learning all of these things, you're doing it with some of your, your closest friends. And I had quite a few people who were on the last trip with me. And we also had a full-time graduate. She's an alumni uh, from a few years ago who went on the Peru trip. And I didn't even know this before that, that you can do that. You can still come back and go to those, those trips. And yeah, so, alumni know. can travel on the trips. Make a mental yeah. note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was great. We, we got to be friends with her. And then she just came to Israel as well. And so she's really got me thinking. I'm, I'm going to keep tabs on where Anderson is going and, and try to come back if I can make it make it work. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Um, tell people a little bit because you were so you were very involved in, in clubs and, and organizations while you were yes. here. So let, let's talk about that again. Another choice. You have 50 different clubs. There's sure. professional clubs. There's personal identity clubs. And then there's um, social clubs. Right. So as you looked at the choice group, what was your logic? How did you sift through? Did you do some clubs all three years? Did you dabble one year in one year out? Well, in my first year, and I don't even think that's on uh, my resume, I, I did challenge for charity. Uh, you know, it was close to my heart. I work in nonprofit. I, I thought I could really lend my skill set. Give them a, a thumbnail if you would. Yeah. So challenge for charity is where uh, we raise funds to give to Special Olympics uh, through Anderson. And it, it's quite a few programs across the country, but Anderson Anderson is one of them, um, and we all meet uh, at Stanford once every year for th these games where we compete against each other, and I, I got to do that, which was also great fun. Um, and I think I, I only did that my first year because I, I sort of felt like it was overlapping with, with what I already know how to do. Okay. And so then I moved on to, to other organizations. Um, always have been. I'm a three-year member of the Wine Club. <laughs> no, very good. Okay. Mental note. <laughs> Which is the only one that has held me the entire time, important to note. <laughs> um, I highly recommend the Wine Club. We do, we do great trips to Santa Barbara, um, and we have people come in and, and give us talks about their boutique wineries. Um, great, great fun. Uh, and then the Management Consulting Association I became involved in uh, when I was starting to dip a toe into what I wanted to do after FEMBA. Okay. Um, and everything else, I think Entrepreneurial Association, um, sa same type of thing. I, I kind of wanted to know more about being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Through joining that club, and there's there's different levels of participation. Right. Um, how did you decide when you were going to be sort of a member at large versus when you wanted? Because you, you you had a leadership position with Women's Business Connection. Correct. Um, women's business, I, I feel very strongly about increasing the presence um, of women and also the, the opportunity and access. So that was one that I felt I wanted to to stand for election, and, and I you know I submitted my application and, and I was selected, and so um, I've been doing that for the last two years and we're just about to pass the baton I think tomorrow actually to the, to the new oh, really? vice president um, and for, for people who may have been sort of involved in undergrad and they're saying okay well I've already done that you know I was super involved in undergrad now I have a job I have a big life I want to go on these trips like how, how did you sort of judiciously allocate like you know I mean how, how did you know how much to give and when to 
set some boundaries, you know, because people, when you get in a leadership role, oh my gosh, they can take all my time. Or did you have any of those concerns or did you just kind of jump in? I certainly had those concerns, but I think what you do on Femba is you just sort of get into this routine where you're just, you just do it. You just find ways to do it. And, um, if, if you're doing things that you actually feel passionately about, then it's, it's really not that big an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was able to always manage it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't attend a meeting, you've got other people who are there who will, you know, give you the, the download and give you the notes and tell you what your assignment is for, for the next one. But because you had a nonprofit background, you know, you'd, you'd been a professional dancer, you know, touring the world. As you were thinking about do any graduate school, which variety of graduate school, maybe it was just this a little out of sequence, but anything that you might reflect on that was part of your thought process? Because I know you and I met during the recruiting season at we one did. point. We did. The thing with me is I've always wanted to do everything. That, okay. That's been difficult for me. And, and I think that's part of the reason why I delayed uh, applying for a few years is I, I had this notion that I should know exactly what I want to do. Mm. Um, and in retrospect, I think what's really great about Anderson and what has actually happened while I've been here is that you figure it out as you go. And so you don't have to have a clear vision of, of exactly where you want to come out on the other side. You just mm-hmm. have to know that you want something more and something better. And the thing that's so funny is I put it off for so long because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And, and here I, I came to Femba thinking that I had an idea and I'm coming out doing something completely different. Yeah. So, you know, I shouldn't have waited. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just, uh, you know, done it, I think, a little earlier. And I would say that to other people who are considering it. Yeah. Um, just, just do it. <laughs> um, tell people about, so, okay, well, let, let's let's spend some time on the Global Access Program and then also include your time as a, as a Global Access Program fellow, which is, that's an extra level of participation that will that you'll still be doing over the next correct yeah okay. I think it starts in in June like pretty much right after we graduate and then goes until uh, the presentations in December okay and you're gonna do that while you live in Dallas correct so you're gonna be coming back uh, you, yeah all right this you is, know me I like to get on a plane so. that's right yeah if there's a plane involved <laughs> sign me up so so tell people about so you had a Finnish company I did uh, they're from Finland and actually uh, the Finnish government really supports uh, this program so there were a lot of Finnish companies I think there might have been over ten well that's Lifetime, Finland is our largest provider mm-hmm. of, of companies. And do they still talk about Professor Foster and Svensson were each knighted by Finland? They do. Do they mention and, that? And okay. I, I would think they didn't leave that out, but we have Sir Robert Foster and Sir Elwin Svensson. And, and those of us in the program um, who had Finnish companies got to go to uh, the ambassador's residence. Oh, nice. Uh, right before our presentations. And so we, we did hear that story. Oh, that was okay. <laughs> that evening as well. So I had a Finnish uh, energy management consulting firm mm. and three of us out of our five person team actually traveled to Finland to do our, our research. Um, I think it's important to, to relay how great the global access program is because for me it's really the thing that I will remember about Anderson. I mean, I, I think the everything global that Anderson does is amazing, but the opportunity to have a real world, real time consulting project uh, with a company from a foreign country, you, you really can't quantify the value mm. of that. And 
the fact that we do it in collaborative teams of five is also a little unusual, and, and I wasn't so sure about it in mm-hmm. the beginning. You know, do I want to really do my thesis with four other people? Right, right. <laughs> um, so we're sharing my master's thesis? Exactly. Yeah. A little, you know, territorial about that <laughs> kind of thing. And and what winds up happening is you just learn to build your skill set in ways that you never imagined, and, and mm. the way that you interact with your team and the feedback that you get from them, too, is just so valuable. Um, you're, you're evaluating each other mm-hmm. as well as the company throughout the process. And it's, it, you just, you just grow in, in so many more ways, I think, um, being part of a, a team. I'll be really curious to hear, you know, six months from now, as, as you serve as a gap fellow, so you'll be tutoring, nurturing, guiding, and cajoling, you know, a, a team a year younger than you in the program mm-hmm. while in parallel, you're doing this rotation at HP enterprise. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, to me, the the breadth of exposure that Gap will have given you will really probably give you a, a second level benefit as Absolutely. as you as you tour through an, an, an Absolutely. a large scale Fortune five hundred enterprise, you know, and, and and do almost the same thing over again. Have to look at everything, figure out what's going on, Absolutely. where to start, what's important. That is fantastic. So. Um, Anything else about sort of, you know, the pace of the work through Gap, you know, you know, like Gap, some people turn Gap into almost it's like it gets a little bit blown out of proportion because people have had two years to wait for it to come. And then it, it does hit you like a freight train. OK, <laughs> well, and, and then, and then people say, say things like when people say things say like that, that. Yeah. but um, it's the nicest possible freight train. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank <laughs> um, you. Because there, you know, there, there really is so much going on, but it's all so interesting, and you're stepping so far out of your comfort zone. Um, yeah. Again, like I said, you're working with people um, that you you would not have worked with, and you're you're learning more. You know, for me, how'd you how'd you example, pick your how'd you pick your gap team? Um, we just tried to round out. You know, when they tell you this, you want to round out your skill sets. Okay. I'm not a particular quantitative person. Okay. Um, I'm much more. Um, uh, the present. I wound up being the presenter, actually. But well, I, you're the journalism major. They should give you the <laughs> yes. microphone. They're smart. They... I'm much more on the humanities, uh, communications, marketing uh, type of type of thing. Um, so we we got an engineer, and we got a management consultant, and we had an anesthesiologist. And then, oh, everybody needs one of those. Yes, because <laughs> we're going to Finland. So yeah, we just we just got a really well-rounded team. Um, had you choose to throw your hat in the ring to be a Gap Fellow? Because it's kind of an honor. Not everybody gets chosen, and um, and it's a big time commitment. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna basically be a teaching assistant for the Gap program, it right? It is. And in truth and the style, uh, I had to submit my application uh, while in Tel Aviv. <laughs> oh my God! In a different time zone, because um, I was I was doing the Israel trip, and I just a, a reminder <laughs> went off on my phone that applications were due, and I'm oh my God! <laughs> so everyone's sleeping in Tel Aviv, and I'm up, you know, writing my application. For oh my! Home. But but I did get it in on time, and then I was chosen. So. Uh, I I don't know. I really loved the Gap program, as you can tell by now. So I think I wanted to just sort of share that with the the next group of people and, and help them in any way that I can. There's there's a lot um, a lot of guidance that can can help a team, especially my my team wound up being um, a, a no go recommendation. And so I think when you get to that that part where you have to tell a company that is really excited and, and wants to enter the U.S. market that's actually not time yet. Um, yeah, you're you know, delivering bad news to a client. Yes, and yeah. a lot of us have not, you know, me, me personally, I was working in nonprofit. I hadn't been working with a for-profit company 
um, in many years, and, and I had to deliver this news, and it, I think I... Can... Well, they made you be the spokesperson, and it was a no-go <laughs> recommendation. It was. Let's let Kara it do was. it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yes, and the Finnish ambassador was in my presentation, so... I felt, but uh, if you save that company millions of dollars, oh, exactly, by by avoiding a negative outcome, exactly, you know, you're still serving the purpose of the program, which is they want your thinking for sure. Yeah, and did they align? And they don't have to; they're not bound to your decision. Do you have you followed up with them? They, yeah, they took it. They took it well. <laughs> okay. Um, and I think they're they're reassessing. Uh, they're doing exactly what we said they should do, which is they're deepening their presence in their home market um, mm-hmm. and, and sort of honing their craft. And then when the time is right, they will look again to expanding to the U.S. market. It amazes me. We're going to surpass half a billion dollars in trackable investments from from Femba Global Access Program. Final wow. presentations. Wow. You know, it's it's pretty impressive global impact. Yeah. Paul Brandano likes to call it the global ecosystem of innovation. You know, it's it's neat this 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 world of interconnected companies that now know each other through their affiliation with Gap and it is. It's a cool world that's that's evolving. And so I, I think it's just great that you're gonna double dip, you know, and, and really experience two years of gap versus just the one year. Mm, I'm excited. Yeah. And and you were I am I'm, I'm not really figuring out how many how you've found 28 hours in every day because you were how many times were you a TA so you were a TA for organizational <laughs> I've behavior I've been doing it every quarter since gap which by the way I did I, I did two that quarter which I, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> to someone in my position um I was a TA for two courses while doing gap oh my and did you have an elective or I, I decided not to take a class but you were doing two TA ships and with, still working at Encore yes Wow, you were yes, busy. I was busy. Um, now you live in Venice, so so you're more of a, an LA County Femba, which not everyone is. Uh-huh. So that helps you because I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating that some of our listeners might be, how in the goodness name did she fit all this in? But it still I doesn't wish quite I had make a better answer for you. I, you just do. You just do. I, okay. And, and I probably asked you the same thing three years ago. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you once once you're in it, I don't know. I think it's just you're so motivated and inspired by by everything and everyone around you that you just want to be involved. At least I did. Mm, that's great. Well, you know, you're you're a month away from commencement, five six weeks away. As as you start to reflect on, you know, oh my gosh, I am going to get to this finish line. Mm-hmm. You know, anything about maybe expectations you have that that were actually not what business school was, or happy surprises of things you didn't expect. You know, a lot of times people's what they think it's going to be has has been kind of caricatured because of whatever you know, and then they get here and it's it's a little bit different than that. I would say. To, to your second question, I did not expect to make the closest friends of my life. Wow. Um, you know, when I started this program, I was already in my 30s. You know, you feel you feel like you're established. You, you've achieved a certain amount of things in life. And, and I knew I would make some friends, but I had no idea that they would literally be my closest friends um, to, to this day. And wow. that has been just such a lovely benefit. And I think it's just a function of being in a place where there are like-minded people, mm. you know, so you just have so many things in common with the people around you. You form really, really tight bonds. And then of course you're thrown into this situation where you're having meetings at 11 PM or, you know, you're going on a Vegas trip <laughs> for the weekend. And so you just become very close with these, with these people. And I am leaving this campus with such tremendous people as, as friends. Well, actually let me just circle back to the one you said. So like how, 
because you okay, you said you know I already have a full life. I already have a lot of friends. So, is it a function of just the unreasonableness of it all? Is it the late night calls? Is it do the friendships get made in class? Do they get made? You did so many extracurriculars. Was that the secret to your success, or do you think people who weren't even as involved as you still made the friendships during the I, time? I am definitely on the the end of the spectrum. More involved. Yeah, I would I would uh, say that. You yes, know, it, it, it leaps off the. You page. absolutely don't have to be, mm-hmm. um, and I I have a lot of friends who are not at all. Mm-hmm. One of my dearest friends had a, a baby in the first year of Femben, so she barely did anything social until you know the last last year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think. But is she? You know, do you feel like she's satisfied with her experience? I mean, did she's she... very satisfied. You know, she just had to focus on being a mom for right. for her first year, and I don't know how she's done it, but she's graduating on time. So yeah, our new parents are. Amazing. Well, I'm going to interview Carolyn, yeah. who's had two children. You know, we're going to have hear her story in a, in a podcast or two. And I don't know how you do all that, but people do. I've just watched it for a decade. They find the time. Yeah, I I think it's that thing, you know, you you can share, like, what's the best way to get to know somebody is really is to go for it with someone. You know, the team and training idea or, you know. Exactly. We we all came here for, you know, many different reasons, but all of us wanted something more, something better. Yeah. And that really bonds you together. That, that foundation. We're, we're all hungry for something else, something more. When these trips, I mean, I've only done two, but, you know, it's amazing. Like, it's, these trips are short, right? If you do the bare minimum, it's maybe an eight-day experience, plus the yeah. Friday night classes, you know, three Friday night classes uh-huh. before and one or two after. But my goodness, you squeeze a lot of life into those they eight do. days. You know, it's they like do. sleep optional. You're, you're seeing, you're, you're doing corporate visits. You're hearing government officials. Absolutely. And for me, another great uh, part of those programs, I got to meet the, the EMBAs, the executive uh, MBAs. Yeah, and that um, neat. Yeah. Who I, I didn't have much interaction with otherwise because they're on campus when I'm not. Um, and I think the Peru trip, it was mostly executive MBAs. So that was really exciting to get to know that whole group of people. And you know, we're still in touch and still friends and still hang out. You know, with the last minutes we have here, let's look forward. So you're coming up on graduation. So tell people a little bit, as, as much as is appropriate, you know, about the job. You know, what, what how did you go, how did you go about transitioning? Did you go through on-campus recruiting? You know, how much time did that take? Sure. So uh, as I said, I came in uh, working in the nonprofit sector, and I, I thought that I might stay in that sector and or go into uh, corporate social responsibility, um, but, but still work in philanthropy in some manner. And okay. what wound up happening is I really loved classes like organizational behavior and uh, ah. leadership, motivation, and power and managing entrepreneurial organi- organizations. Um, and so I really developed this love of uh, human capital and mm. you know people as assets. And so that's the direction that I decided to go when I pursued OCR. And human capital is what I'm going to be doing at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and oh, okay, great. And that's also why I was uh, the teaching assistant for those courses. Uh, Professor Allman uh, teaches quite a few of those, and Mm -hmm. I'm just really inspired by the way that he looks at uh, managing an organization from the inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, Hewlett Packard Enterprise uses human capital as a strategic function, mm-hmm. which I think is a, a new trend and, and headed in the right direction. Right, because if you're not if you're not facile, if you can't turn on a dime, you get you get left in high tech. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, well, did you did you look at other companies? Was I did look at other companies. Um, I would say, and and this was another reason why the the gap 
timing is is uh, it starts to feel a little stressful is because that's also recruiting season right. if you're recruiting which I was right the fall of your second or your excuse me the fall of your third year of FEMBA is when you're going to be doing on campus interviewing right. for full time jobs right post, yeah. and if you're going hard for that which I was mm-hmm. um, you're super busy yeah uh, in the best possible way I, I would say going through the recruiting process helped me tremendously. Well, the, you know the, the old cliche that getting a full time job is a full time job, and <laughs> yes. yet you have a full time job. You're as a student doing Gap. You're being a TA to two classes. Right. So the fall of 2015 must have just really been busy. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. It was a lot. But again, you know, you're you're so stimulated by everything that you're doing that it's it's okay. It's it's good. So was the was the interview for this position was it offered here on campus? Uh, the first the first two were, and then the final round was in Palo Alto. Okay, so you flew up for. I did. And was that like a full day of interviews? That was uh, that was an, an evening uh, reception, and then the next day was a full day of behavioral and fit interviews. Well, what I think I know about you, I'm sure you were extremely diplomatic and, and gracious, but how does one? navigate the water of transitioning from a, a good job because I'm sure you could have I'm sure they would have loved you to continue to be a director at Encore for many years in the future how did you you know how did you kind of manage that conversation that you know I'm, I'm going to pursue something new for myself how did you make that a win-win conversation for my prospective employer well maybe from your current employer because I'm, I'm sure people on the on the podcast are saying well how do you if you if you have a job and you're looking right. for a new job and you're being a student like, how do you just not have the whole thing blow up? I think, again, I don't have a great answer for this. You, you just sort of manage it. And, and for me, I, I knew through my classes here and through the mentorship of professors that mm-hmm. I wanted human capital. That's where okay. I wanted to go. Uh, and I wanted to go back into for-profit. So I knew that much. Well, and that becomes the start of your conversation because exactly. this is what motivates me. Exactly. I've discovered during my journey through my graduate experience that I've found a calling or I've found a a part of the world that really... Right, yeah, which was unexpected. Yeah. Um, and so I decided to basically move all of my motivation into that and, and on-campus recruiting. And I was very selective about the, the organizations that are doing this and doing mm-hmm. it well. Mm-hmm. And like I said, HPE is is using human capital as a strategic function. It's, that's not always the case. Right. Um, it's so, not running around with the rule book saying that the sky is going right. to fall. Right, and it's, it's, it's different from human resources from, you know, days of old. It's, it's right. not benefits and days off and things like that. This and is compensation. You know, workforce planning and, like, you know, really, really... Strategic partnership. Exactly, very strategic things. And so I knew that I wanted companies who were viewing it in that manner. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, the OCR process actually had quite a few options in, in that vein. And I went on quite a few interviews with different companies and some consulting companies and ultimately decided that this was the place for me. Oh, that's right, because you'd done Management Consulting Association, so right. you, you still had a, you had some feelers out in that Right, world. and I, I thought I might go that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I think I would prefer to work internally, mm-hmm. more of an internal consulting position, and actually implement right. my recommendations and kind of see how that goes and analyze it and readjust. 
Like that's just a better fit for me. Yeah, because some consultants, the, the the one unsatisfying component is they come in, they they create the plan, but then they have to leave, and they don't right. necessarily see did it execute, did it fulfill. Right. I mean, some people love that because they're on to the next thing, but, but sometimes. But it could have easily gone that direction, you know, and and that's what recruiting is all about. You yeah. you interview with different companies, and you you find a culture and a fit that you think works for you, and and from minute one, HPE just worked for me, mm-hmm. and so I, I had a very lovely process interviewing with them and ultimately getting an offer. And are you, are you going to take off any time? Are you going to, you going to, <laughs> I, how, how's your summer going to go? I don't, I don't think I'm going to take off much time. I'm working remotely right now, which is really nice. I've never had an opportunity to do that. Oh, okay. So I am going to go to the East coast a little bit, see some family uh, while working. Um, and then I'll probably drive down, you know, through Arizona on my way to Texas and stop and see some things. But no real break. No real break. Oh my gosh, you're you're still on full Fimba speed. Yeah. Well, um, all right. So, kind of final question. Just if I knew then what I know now, anything you know? I, I think you've actually embedded a lot of great perspective and advice for people who are walking in the door of Fimba. But just any parting thoughts you'd want to leave? I I would say get involved in as much as you can. There's really so much going on here that it can feel overwhelming, um, and, and you can feel like, again, you, you work full-time, you have this full life, you, you can't possibly, you'll be stretched too thin or this or that. You know, just just try it out and see. You'll be amazed at what you can actually accomplish, and, and that was the case for me. It's everything that I added, I didn't know how I was possibly going to do it, but you just do. And at the end of three years, I have this really rich, varied experience going forward. Well, that I think is great. Getting involved as much as you can, you know, let yourself be amazed. You know, I, I look at, you know, I ask each of my interview, my generous interview partners in this experience of the podcast, you know, I get to look at your resumes and, and you, oh my goodness, you logged some miles. You've built these relationships with some of the amazing faculty here. You're going to pay it forward as a gap fellow. I'm sure you made a difference as a TA in these classes. You've made these lifelong friendships that you didn't necessarily see coming through, through you know, both, you know, in-class, extracurricular travel opportunities. And, you know, you're going to be well-known. That's the crazy thing. Two years into HP Enterprise, you're going to be way more well-known than the average person walking into any company because of the, the opportunity to really see what's going on and to have people see you in all these different settings. Thank you for having me here today because, I you know, I was on the other side three years ago and couldn't have imagined where I'd be today. And I've just had such a tremendous experience. So, Well, thank you for, for coming in and having the conversation. And... Um, Thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed meeting Kara Bibiani. Uh, you can find her on LinkedIn, and uh, you'll see her profile on our page that brought you to this podcast. So stay tuned. Join us next time where we will have another fantastic member of the class of 2016. And again, thank you, Kara. Go Bruin.